This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. What technology should, you know, really is going to be able to do is make things more simple. You know, just, you know, these, these solutions that were complicated years and years ago, um, are going to you know get easier and and just much more simple for a utility or for a homeowner or for anybody with a water challenge to be able to get to that solution so that's patrick keeney the keynote luncheon speaker at the wqa mid-year leadership conference coming up in lake tahoe california in september And welcome to WQA Radio, the weekly podcast of the Water Quality Association, promoting better water quality around the world. This is episode number 332. Joining us for the first time, or perhaps new to the industry, we're glad you're here. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team. We're publishing this August 16th of 2023. Find us at wqa.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and X. And in this episode, we're going to talk with the keynote luncheon speaker at this year's Mid-Year Leadership Conference. He's Patrick Keeney, CEO of Subeka, an internet technology firm in the water space. We'll talk about innovation, disruption, as he previews his talk, Thinking Outside the Meter Box. You'll hear some very interesting ideas and predictions. Learn more at wqa.org slash M-Y-L-C. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA Tip. And now on to Patrick Keeney on WQA Radio. And in this podcast, we're pleased to be joined by Patrick Keeney. He is the CEO of Subeka. Subeka is a company that deals with the Internet of Things, especially in the water space. And so, Patrick, thank you for joining us on WQA Radio. Thanks for having me. You're going to be the keynote speaker at the Major Leadership Conference Luncheon. We're so glad to be talking to you about this and to get kind of a preview, if you will, of what you're going to be talking about. I know it's disruption. I know it's innovation. And uh, if I guess we have a working title of uh, thinking outside the meter box. So before we dive into what you'll be talking about, give us an update or uh, just kind of an overview of yourself and Subeka. Sure. Um, so uh for folks out there who may who, who may know me, um, so that they would recognize for the last number of years, last three years, I was the worldwide head of water for Amazon Web Services. So I was focused on bringing cloud technology and emerging technologies um, to solve uh, water challenges around the world, whatever, whatever they may be. Prior to that, uh, for 23 years, I was with the global engineering company Arcadis out of the Netherlands. Um, uh, various global positions with them, uh, largely around uh, global development, corporate development. Uh, spent nine years on their governance board. So, uh, and then and then went on to uh, Amazon Web Services um, because you know the way things are going. You know, technology is uh, is just so important, and it's it's finally making its way into the water industry, right? So, 
the water industry might be one of the, the, the laggards in terms of technology adoption, but that time is here. And uh, along that way, I met a, I met a startup um, that I've worked with for, for the last two years called Subeca, and um, uh, which was a really interesting IoT company, particularly in the way that they're architected. And uh, we had brought them in on some early product launches that were um, pretty successful. And so um, we can talk about this a little bit later, but um, when Amazon launched the uh, sidewalk network, um, which is the world's largest free IoT network, uh, back in April, I had agreed to uh, come over to Subeca as their new CEO. So, um, and uh, taking them from kind of an R&D company into full production. So, a little so bit, a little will bit. and so is Subeca then using the Amazon Sidewalk program? Yes. The, uh, yeah. So Subeca is built on multi-coms. Um, so we we have uh, in our devices we have. Uh, Bluetooth, the, the latest Bluetooth uh, 5, um, and full uh, full LoRaWAN functionality. But in addition to that, we have sidewalk functionality. So the, the real game changer there for kind of water utilities and water customers um, is you're able to deploy a sensor or a device into the field and not have to worry about kind of managing a network. And not only do you have to not manage, worry about managing a network, it's also free. So, so there's no cost. So, you know, your typical, let's just take a, well, let's take a, a, a water meter, right? If that's on something like 5G, you know, that's, that's about 70 cents a month um, for each meter. So if you're a small utility that has maybe, you know, 20, 30,000 uh, homes, you know, your, your cell bill, you know, is gonna be a quarter of a million dollars a year. So that, that, that's real money to utilities of that size. Oh, well, I can imagine. I mean, so um, water bills will either decrease or, uh, or or municipalities and those with the technology will see cost savings one way or the other, right? Yeah. And, and when, you know, as, as folks here on the podcast who are listening know, um, aging infrastructure is just a massive issue, right? I mean, it's, it's, it's driving so much in the water market today. Um, and so it's not just that the the cost savings necessarily go into somebody's pocket, but it frees up that money to do other things, things that are really necessary. Yeah, I can imagine that being a, uh, a way of funding uh, continued innovation, right? Yeah, yeah, so the, you know, that's, that's, that's real money, that's real cost savings to be able to have kind of free telemetry. And it's not only that, it's, it's um, what we're really committed to and the thing that I'm really passionate about, um, if kind of to know one thing about me is, um, you know, I think people know that there are about 50,000 water utilities in the United States, very different from the electric market. Um, and so a lot of those utilities are very small and they've been locked out of technology. So being able to bring a really low cost um, suite of technologies to them um, that where that they can connect those devices for free. Uh, is is really really important. So it's you know the big utilities have always had a lot of money to do things, and and the smaller ones haven't. So that's one of the one of our real missions. I should also point out that you and Paulie Undusser, WQA's chief executive officer, were on a panel discussion back in I think it was December, for the American Water Works Association, and talked about technology and innovation, some of these very same things. Can you tell us a little more about that and and how uh, that conversation went? Yeah, sure. So that was a that was a, a really great opportunity. Um, I was really, really pleased that David LaFrance, you know, uh, 
asked me to participate. It was a three-day uh, workshop on technology innovation in the water market under the guise of water 2050. You know, what, what will water look like in 2050? And it was really kind of fascinating to, to hear all the ideas that people had for not, not just what's going to happen in the, uh, you know, in the next, you know, three years, but what's going to happen in 2050. You know, there's this, there was a, there's a great quote from Jeff Bezos and I'm not one to, to always quote Jeff Bezos, but of the, uh, there, he did have a quote that resonated with me when I was joining uh, Amazon Web Services, and that was, you know, people always ask him, you know, what's going to change in the next ten years, and and his response is always, "So I really don't care what's going to change in the next year, ten years. What I care about is what's not going to change in the next ten years, because those those are really stable markets, and that that is just what the water market's all about, right? There's going to be there, the Netflixes of the world will come and go." Um, the Ubers may come and go, but people's need for safe, clean, affordable drinking water, there's no scenario in which that's going to change. So putting that lens on something like what we did, what Polly and I did in, uh, w with uh, AWWA was, uh, was really great. And let's fast forward then to September now and your guest appearance at the Mid-Year Leadership Conference sponsored by the Water Quality Association out in Lake Tahoe. Can't beat yeah. that for a setting. Um, nope. what, what, what will you be bringing to the table, so to speak, uh, Patrick, to talk about with us? Well, I think, I think we'll talk a little bit about innovation, right? You know, how does innovation happen, not just inside your company, um, in a, you know, but also how are you able to bring innovation to a market that may be resisting innovation? Right. It's, it's, it, there are people who, you know, a lot of uh, a, a lot of people who, you know, have been around the water market for a long time. I mean, these are this is not a market that changes quickly. And so how do you drive innovation um, in, in the face of that? So that's so a lot of my discussion will be around um, innovation. And I'm also one, um, interestingly enough, having come from I think this would be part of the message uh, uh, is that. You know, interesting for me, coming from AWS, there's a lot of noise in the market about artificial intelligence and, you know, a lot of this digital transformation and a lot of this stuff. And um, and I think for the water market that 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 may be a little bit off point. Um, what technology should, you know, really is going to be able to do is make things more simple. You know, just, you know, these these solutions that were complicated years and years ago um, are going to, you know, get easier and, and just much more simple for a utility or for a homeowner or for anybody with a water challenge to be able to get to that solution. So simplicity in the face of all of this digital noise um, is, is probably something that I'll be, it will definitely be part of what I talk about. Yeah, I mean, I think about sensors and, and uh, things like that, uh, understanding where the water is going or flowing at any one moment. I can imagine that being very uh, subject to technology and changes there. But beyond that, you're putting water through a pipe that goes out a faucet. Is there really much going on that's going to change in the future? Oh, I yeah, I, I certainly think so. I think, you know, point source kind of controls and, you know, point towards treatment, you know, treatment systems in the home, um, different, we talked about all, Polly and I talked about all sorts of different ideas. I mean, 
when you, you know, in terms of people's health and wellness and the type of, you know, delivery of health and wealth, wellness kind of services that you could get through a water system. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be, there'll be tremendous changes, that, you know, in things like that. Let's go to the disruption part of the equation. Uh, what do you see being disrupted uh, throughout all of this? Well, I mean, on the on the market side, certainly, um, you know, climate change is 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 a huge disruptor that everybody's going to have to face with. And I don't care where you are in that water cycle, whether you're from water, you know, if you're if you're dealing with extraction issues all the way through treatment, you know, climate affects. Um, climate changes are there. Um, we're, we're seeing increased storms, which, you know, are, are weighing heavily on our piped infrastructure, uh, everything to, you know, temperature, all, all sorts of things there. So I think that that's, that's a disruptor, right? Um, I, and then I think that the technology, there's various technologies out there that will be disruptors. And even though I just commented, like, AI, will, you know, some of this stuff is a little bit, um, you know, there's a little bit of noise to it. Um, if you do look at it, there's there's just there are a lot of benefits from machine learning I, and, and uh, kind of a step down from a, maybe an AI light, but also the stuff that we're talking about. I mean, who would have who would have envisioned a day where you know you had a free IoT network that covered ninety three percent of the U.S. population? That's not Subak, because that's that, that's a, and and that type of thing will happen. I think communications um, will get better um, and che- and. And I say cheaper, but I almost mean free. I mean, you're going to be looking at uh, satellite telemetry that's uh, by 2050 is just really going to change change the way we do things. Yeah, and, and uh, I think about our, our dealers and our manufacturers trying to get their their hands around the, the future. Is it one of those things, uh, Patrick, where if you can kind of envision a, a need or a, a solution out there, even though it's not technically possible right now that maybe sort of in a sci-fi way eventually it will be yeah i I mean it's it's funny because sometimes you you envision things um you say well if i could do this right and 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 then when you actually and you think that it's impossible but when you go out and you then look for that solution um it's there i mean some of like some of the wireless, some of the battery-free sensor technology, it was one of the things that I talked about um, with Pauly um, that's out there right now. So these are these are sensors that you can, say, put in your home or you can put anywhere that don't have batteries in them. And what they do is they harvest Bluetooth energy from the ambient air. So there's a little sticker that looks like a postage stamp and it's got a little wire on it. And it, it, it just collects these vibrating electrons and will wake up a little tiny micro CPU and send a signal. So... Um, so when you, yeah, you, you start thinking about the way that some of that technology is moving and you, it opens a lot of doors to, 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 to a whole lot of things. Yeah. It's, uh, it's just sort of envisioning the potential out there. And, yeah. uh, it reminds me of also my favorite Henry Ford quote, you know, where he says, if I had asked my customers what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Yeah, yeah, I know. You know, and uh, so you have to go beyond the thinking that's within your own box. And again, going back to the title of the of your talk, thinking outside the meter box is uh, is what we're talking about. So 
Uh, what would you say your big takeaways will be for the uh, for the audience at Midyear? And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, Patrick sounds fantastic. I've got to hear this. And uh, I, I, I want to know more about how I can come to Lake Tahoe for the Midyear Leadership Conference. Just go to wqa.org slash M-Y-L-C. That's for Midyear Leadership Conference. You can see all the information and get signed up and would love to have you because this is one of those, uh, Patrick, this is one of those interactive, collaborative kinds of uh, conferences yeah. where we're looking for really good discussion on a lot of these topics. And so, um, you know, your presence is uh, is going to be, uh, I think, just a, an excellent addition this year. So, uh, but anyway, uh, I, I digress. Uh, <laughs> your, your, your takeaways that you want uh, well, I- our group yeah, sure. I, I certainly hope it's interactive. So, I mean, so I don't really know what some of those takeaways would be because I don't know what some of the questions will be. I think um, the takeaways I, I hope to leave people with is kind of a an, an interesting sense of how innovation happens and in, in, in how to manage disruption, um, not only internally within your organization, but externally in the market, particularly in this, you know, in the in the water market. Um, so, so, you know, kind of topics around like data has gravity, you know, just, you know, how, how do you manage data and how, do, how are you going to be able to use this data in the future um, to, you know, for market advantage for yourself and, and those sorts of things. But I do hope that there's, um, you know, there's a lot of questions and a lot of kind of back and forth uh, because that's really where things get, that's really where things get interesting. I can get up and give you my perspective, but once people start throwing their two cents in, you know, those conversations get really rich. And if folks want to, if you do want to see how the sidewalk network actually works, it's right on our website. Um, you can you can you can put in the smallest little town in the United States and see 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 what kind of coverage is there. It it, it really will blow your mind. Oh, fantastic! Subeka.com. All right, Patrick Keeney, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. WQA Motivational Minute. I was in London recently, had the opportunity to see one of the original Gutenberg Bibles. What an impressive, impressive time. Um, and, and, you know, the printing press revolutionized what we might call the knowledge industry. Once people started printing books, there was no turning back. Fast forward then to radio and then TV. And now anyone with a mobile phone can shoot and produce video. It is the perfect way to share your story. How can you explain a concept? Well, make a short video. How can you demonstrate a product? A short video. Plenty of tools. Little to no extra cost. It's getting easier and easier to use. Video is the new typing. I'm convinced of it. Most of us learned how to type at some point, perhaps in high school. We couldn't function without it, could we? Well, I believe video will be that same way within a few short years. So it's time to think about video for your business. And that's our Motivational Minute. And our WQA tip. WQA members can access two new member resources that can address the growing interest in PFAS as well as underscore their commitment to the WQA Code of Ethics. Dealers interested in a leave-behind for customers on the topic of PFAS can download a new one-pager, What You Need to Know About PFAS. The brochure answers such questions as, What are PFAS? Does your drinking water contain PFAS? And if PFAS are found in your water, what can you do? In addition, 
A new poster highlighting a member's commitment to the WQA Code of Ethics is available to download as well. The poster uses the illustration of a compass to depict WQA's commitment to the highest principles of honesty, integrity, and professionalism. Go to WQA.org for both resources. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at WQA.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.